Hey, 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 back at it. Uh, August 4th. What's up, guys? This is the 10th episode of Season 3 since we started this uh, New Morning Mercies from Paul David Tripp. This has been some good stuff. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I know I have. Uh, yesterday's episode, I got a little fired up. Hopefully, I didn't offend anyone. Well, not like, hopefully, like, I offended you in a good way, like, the the way where it was like need, if anyone who needed to be, but I didn't like offend you like offend like you don't like me or you think what I said was too harsh or anything. So uh, with that, <clears throat> let's jump in. August fourth. Uh, let's see what do we got. When nothing else or no one else in your life remains uh, remains and is faithful, you can rest assured God will do both. Period. The end. I feel like that could be it for today. Like, we could literally just camp out on that. That is good. That is powerful right there. Um, man, let's jump in. This should be a good one here. I love the honesty of the Bible. I love that faith in God doesn't require you and me to play monkey games with reality. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I love that the Bible's description of life in this fallen world is accurate and familiar. Psalms 90 is one of the most honest and descriptive psalms. How's this for honesty? The years of our life are 70 or 70 by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. (laughs) Here's what the psalmist is saying. Your life will be short and will be marked by difficulty, uh, I don't know why I'm laughing, I'm finding this very, very amusing. Uh, not very good news, is it? But it's true. You live in a fallen world that itself groans, waiting for redemption. You live with flawed people who think, say, and do wrong things. You live in a place where corruption, immorality, injustice, pollution, and disease still live and do their ugly work. You live in an environment that does not function according to God's original design. Every day is marked by little troubles and big troubles that will enter the door as well. In all this, you are tempted to feel alone, forsaken, poor. I'm tempted to stop reading this and go to bed. Like, this is... This is in, hmm. Poor and un, unable. In all of this, you are tempted to wonder whether God exists, let alone if he hears or cares in your trouble. Some people around you... Sorry, I don't know why I'm yawning so much. Some people around you are insensitive and unloving. They find your troubles to be too much of a burden, and the people who are sensitive and loving have little power to ease your trouble. This is why the beginning of the psalm of trouble is so important. This honest psalm doesn't begin with trouble. It begins with the most important uh, declaration that anyone who faces trouble could ever hear. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth uh, and and the world, everlasting, everlasting, you are God. That's verse 1 through 2. If you are God's child, you are not alone. Glorious grace has connected you to the one whose power and love don't shift with the times. Uh, Grace has 
connected you and me to the one who is the ultimate in the ultimate dwelling place, the ultimate place to which we can run. This means that I am never left just to my own resources. I am never left to figure out and deal with life on my own. As God's child, I must never see myself as poor or forsaken. I must never buy into the lie that I have no recourse or hope. I must never think that my life is ruled by my difficulty. I must never give way to dependency or despair, despondency or despair. Grace has opened the door of hope and refuge to me by connecting me to the one who is the eternal and who rules all the circumstances and relationships that would cause me to feel alone. For further study and encouragement, Psalms 86. All right, so today's was a little bit sobering, but it's also good. The part that I particularly like and that stood out to me is when it basically talked about, like, how we have God. Oh, man. Like, we're never alone, right? So no matter what we're going through, even if other people are interested in or what we're going through and all that, that we have God to turn to and we have God to to talk to and to uh, be there with us. And so I think that it's very easy to feel like, oh, woe is me, no one cares, there's no one no one to help me, nothing. Uh, but at the same time, for us to be able to remember, you know, that God cares and that God is there. In fact, I wonder if I can find the particular line that stood out to me, because I feel like I'm not quite doing it justice with how I'm saying it. Um... Interesting. Um, no, I don't see it. So, um, with that said, I think that's that's going to be it for today, guys. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter one. Um, your challenge is to really think about that and think about the, the times that you have been struggling the most or down the most. And think about how how God was, was actually there, even though it felt like he wasn't and he didn't care. And think about how that would have been different. What would have been different going through that situation if rather than focusing on you know, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I think I'll eat some worms. Sorry, that was a song when I was a kid. Um, and you like short, fat, or short, long, skinny ones. Long, yeah, whatever, fat, juicy ones. I think I'll eat some worms. It was like a self-pity song, a pity party song. Um, think about how like, God was there and how if you had been focusing, you had your perspective on God and how he was there with you to comfort you rather than the fact that you're all alone and no one cares. How, how would that situation have been different? How would that trial have been different? All right, guys. Love you. Have a blessed day. I'll see you tomorrow.